This podcast is brought to you by Camford Management Consultants. We recognise that business leaders in professional services firms need to know where and how technology can help achieve business goals. The IT leader needs to create the IT strategy, procure technology and services and lead business change. We help business and IT leaders in professional services firms to meet these challenges. Our clients span from global leading law firms to mid-sized professional bodies, regional specialists and small boutique firms. For our SME clients, we also provide IT support services. Hello and welcome to the Canford MC IT Strategist Podcast. I'm Martin Williams, Founder and Managing Director of Camford Management Consultants. Today, I want to talk to you about why project management certifications are a waste of time and money. I've been delivering projects and programmes for over 20 years. During that time, I've interviewed countless numbers of people for project management positions. Despite the hundreds of people I've interviewed who've professed to have Prince2 qualifications, I've never met anyone who could tell me what the ethos of Prince is. And if you think it's projects in controlled environments, you may not know the answer either. In this podcast, I'm going to explain why project management certifications can be a waste of time and money and what you can do about it, whether you're looking to get certified or whether you run a project management function. And I might even explain to you what the ethos of Prince2 is. Now, before I go any further, I should declare that I do have project management certifications. These include CompTIA IT Project Plus, and that takes me back a long way, Prince2 Practitioner and Agile PM Practitioner. So what about you? Are you certified? Did you take a foundation exam and end your certification path there? Or did you go on to become a certified practitioner? If you stopped at foundation level, I guarantee that you know very little, if anything, about that specific methodology. In fact, I once had a member of my team who boasted to me that he didn't have time to study for his Prince2 foundation exam, so he crammed the night before and then passed the following day. He saw this as a great achievement. It took my asking him questions about the methodology for him to realise that he'd learnt very little and simply tested his short-term memory. So why get certified in project management methodologies? When considering certification, people typically fall into one of three camps. They either want to learn a better way to deliver projects, or they get certified to increase their value, either to gain a pay rise, stay competitive with colleagues, or seek new employment. Or, their organisation is tied to a specific methodology and it is mandatory that they're all trained in it. Most project management certifications have multiple levels, such as foundation and practitioner, and they typically lead on to further study and certification paths, such as managing successful programmes, in the instance of Prince2. So why can certification be a problem? I've seen organisations of all types attempt to implement a project management methodology, only to fail. I've seen many people achieve certification only to become disillusioned sometime after and to eventually ignore much of what they've learned. So here's why I think this happens. Number one, you get certified, but you're not in a role that currently requires the skills. Now this is a frequent and easy mistake to make. With the best intentions, you head off to get certified. If you're lucky, the investment is made by your employer or you may be choosing to invest your own money. Training in something that you then don't use results in that knowledge being mostly lost over time. You need to be in an environment where you can immediately put your training to use. 
If you are investing in your own money, recognise that it typically costs more as an individual as companies can obviously take advantage of bulk purchase discounts. It always pays to shop around, but also research the training organisation to make sure you will receive quality training. Make sure that the fees include exam fees too, and ideally look for an organisation that guarantees a pass, which means they'll pay for multiple exam attempts, where they're often limited to just two. And the second reason why I think certification can be a problem is if your organisation doesn't have many or even any other people currently certified. It's very difficult to apply project management methodologies in isolation and training a single person then expecting them to introduce the methodology into your organisation is a fast route to failure. You need a small team training the methodology in order for it to have critical mass. And a third reason why I think certifications can be a problem is if your organisation chooses to create its own methodology. Now as a consultant, I've seen this many times. People will create their own methodology and then they'll make a glib statement such as, our methodology is based on Prince2. Now for a multi-billion dollar company, you might be able to justify this investment and to craft a methodology that can be followed by enough people such that it can be adopted, adapted and enhanced over time. But for most organisations, this is a poor strategy. And in fact, I once worked with a charity who had paid another consultancy a six-figure sum to develop a project management methodology unique to them. And yet, in my opinion, their approach to project management sucked. It was incredibly bureaucratic. But actually, aren't all project management methodologies bureaucratic? And this has long been the most common criticism of project management methodologies. It often comes from those that prefer the action and excitement of a JFDI methodology. And if you don't know what JFDI means, I'll leave you to do the Google search. The criticism can also come from organisations where they've sent someone to be trained in the methodology and then expected them to be able to apply it in-house on their own, often with little assistance or the benefit from someone experienced in its real-world application. So much as the point I was making earlier where the organisation doesn't have enough people to really get the ball rolling. The other challenge is if you were to train in any methodology, your natural tendency is to immediately apply as much of it as possible so as to ensure that the training sinks in. And this is not a wise way to attempt to adopt a methodology in your organisation. For example, if you were to run a project using a methodology such as PRINCE2 and you were to apply every little bit of the methodology using each and every technique such as product-based planning, then yes, I'm afraid I suspect your project would be very bureaucratic. Let's use an analogy here. If you had a dripping tap and you called a plumber, you wouldn't expect him to use every tool in his toolbox to fix the tap. You would expect him to identify the tools he needs to get the job done in the fastest, most affordable way and to an appropriate level of satisfaction. And actually that's the TQB or time quality budget triangle, but we'll talk about that in a future podcast. What you wouldn't do is expect your plumber to use every tool in his toolbox just because they were available to him. And really, we need to use the same approach when we're thinking about project management methodologies. They should very much be seen as toolkits, where you use the minimum tools required that are relevant to your situation and to your organisation. So, do you really need a methodology? Well, I worked for a small global consultancy for nearly seven years, the core business of this consultancy was project and programme management, and yet no formal methodology was adopted. Yes, lip service was paid to Prince2, and access to online training was made available, 
but actually funding was only provided for foundation level exams. Within the project and programs team, there were very few people who were actually certified practitioners in any methodology. And I should also know that this was one of the biggest teams in the consultancy and generated tens of millions in annual revenue. So on the surface, this was a successful team in a successful organisation. But how was it so successful without a formal approach or project methodology? Well, the answer lies in the fact that what it really had was a group of very good team leaders. The people in this team were very effective at getting people to do stuff. This often meant rolling up their own sleeves. And actually there was real camaraderie around that. They created a great sense of camaraderie and in the muck and bullets, they showed that they could get stuff done. However, under the surface, things weren't quite so good. The costs of projects frequently overran. Clients would query payments due to late filing of invoices and there'd be a lack of evidence to back up those invoices. In fact, I recall one instance where a client negotiated nearly £400,000 off of their bill. Because the team had to work to tight deadlines that could not be missed, they often focused on the euphoria of the deadline. Little value was paid to doing things that mattered later, or were less obvious at the time. Whether that was billing the project in question, or creating lessons learned to deliver in a more consistent, repeatable and predictable manner in future. And this is an all too common problem with project management teams, whether internal to an organisation or even external consultants. They focus on their project management skills being heavily reliant upon team leadership rather than balancing team leadership and motivational skills with prudent management of time, quality or scope and budget. When things get really busy with your projects, do you become a great team leader who mucks in and drops all formal discipline such as managing your risks and issues logs and your project plan? Or are you one of the rare few who is able to maintain your role as project manager? I've seen so many projects that start off with a fantastic project plan, but actually once things get going, that project plan falls by the wayside. So, should you bother with certification? Well, that really depends on your motivation. If you want to become a better project manager, then my advice would be that you first learn from your peers combined with on-the-job experience. And then as soon as practicable, you should expand that knowledge through formal training. Having some prior experience will make the formal training much easier as you'll be able to apply the theoretical knowledge to scenarios you've experienced in the real world. In respect to how you train, whether that's online, classroom, through books, etc., choose what works best for you. Personally, I prefer to study at my own pace rather than in a classroom, and I've achieved over 15 certifications and qualifications through this approach, so I know it works well for me. But you might work better in a classroom environment. My motivation to certify was based on different things too, and at different times. I started project managing when I was 21. I loved project management and I wanted to learn how to do it better. Prince 2 was the major certification to have at that time. And also, I was a contractor, and so I wanted to do whatever I could do to make my CV stand out in a very competitive market, and to maximise the day rates that I could achieve. Then, back in 2002, came the IT downturn, where if you didn't have certified skills, you didn't have a job, so Prince2 Practitioner was essential for me. When I completed my Agile PM certification in 2013, I was driven to do it because I was working on a major Agile transformation for a legal sector client. Agile approaches are very relevant today and I saw value beyond that one project. 
So should your organisation adopt a project management methodology? Like all business challenges, the first place to start is to identify what problems you're trying to solve or what goals you're trying to achieve. Investing in adoption of a project management methodology should be tested with a business case. What outcomes are you hoping to achieve? When is the investment in training and time likely to provide a return? If your projects are continually running over time or cost or delivering under quality, then a project management methodology might be of benefit to you. But senior stakeholders should also be trained to a relevant level. And to justify taking a slice of their time, you need to provide a clear justification provided in business language, i.e. if we spend X thousands of pounds on project management training, we believe we can reduce project delivery by, say, 10%, reduce business risk by 15% or a certain value, and we could save Y hundreds of thousands over Z years. So let's just repeat that. What does it mean to have a business case to implement project management methodology? It means you need to justify to the senior stakeholders that if they spend a certain amount of money, they're going to save a larger amount of money later on and they're going to make that saving through being able to deliver projects quicker or to a better or more consistent level of quality or there may be an argument to say that the risks to the business are reduced. And those risks will typically be about delivering a change better, faster, cheaper. So should you certify in a waterfall methodology, such as PRINCE2, or an Agile one, such as Agile PM? Now I suspect there's a lot of project managers out there pondering this very question. They may have been long-term waterfall project managers through something like PRINCE or PMI, PMP, and they're now recognising that more and more organisations are moving to an Agile approach, whether that's specifically Agile around technology or more broadly an Agile project approach. So which one you follow is really one of relevance. You should identify which style of project management is most relevant to the project challenges that you have in your organisation. Or, if you're looking to change jobs, identify what the most popular methodology is in your target organisation or target market. Waterfall has somewhat fallen out of favour in more recent years, but actually waterfall projects aren't going to disappear anytime soon. And in some sectors, such as construction, an agile approach would be wholly inappropriate. At the same time, agile can be seen as lacking discipline, and I think this will result in a growing demand for agile-capable project managers that can bring back some discipline to agile projects. And a disciplined agile project does not mean it's not an agile project. So as an organisation, how can you make your investment in project management methodologies worthwhile? Well, I think there's two key things that you can do. The first thing is to train staff in what they'll get to use. Don't train your staff in the popular certification just to keep them motivated. If you train them in Agile PM, but yet as an organisation you don't do Agile projects, or you haven't trained the business or senior IT stakeholders, then you're only likely to demotivate your staff as they find they can't put their new skills to use. This results in your staff member looking for a new job, and it also encourages the organisation to think that training staff is the fastest way to lose good people. In fact, I once worked in an organisation just like this. It was paranoid about training people. But in the end, this belief was the biggest reason why they lost staff and partly why morale was low. The second consideration is to train a wide selection of stakeholders. You need to train more than your project managers in the methodology. Senior stakeholders, whether in the business or IT, need to understand the respective methodology, if only at a high level. They need to know what to expect and what their role is in the delivery of projects. 
It's unfair to leave it all to the project manager. So in conclusion, we currently find ourselves in the information age and in the knowledge economy. You need knowledge to survive and thrive, and you must also adopt a view of lifelong learning. There's no such thing as done anymore when it comes to learning and certifications. You must always be pushing to learn and to know more. But there's little point in training yourself in a methodology that you're not going to put to instant use. Unless, of course, you plan to get a new job where you need to demonstrate a level of understanding which certification at the right level can provide. As an organisation, train your staff, but also provide an environment where they can put that training to immediate and good use. Ensure senior stakeholders have a relevant understanding so that they can provide maximum support. And only adopt a methodology if you can identify in advance what the return on investment will be and over what period of time. And remember, gaining certification is a lot like passing a driving test. You might be certified to drive, but in reality, you've only really learned how the controls of the car work and what a few road signs mean. You still lack experience. You haven't yet made enough mistakes to know what to avoid in future. Certification is a useful milestone on your path to project management mastery. So go forth, make mistakes and become all the better for it. Ah, and the ethos of Prince2. Well, the ethos of Prince2 is management by exception. It's about setting tolerances on time, quality or scope and budget and working within those tolerances. As soon as a project is predicted to fall outside of any of those tolerances, which can be plus and minus, the project is in an exception state and the project manager no longer has the authority to proceed. That is essentially the controlled environment that a Prince2 project creates. If you'd like help with implementing a project management methodology, or you'd like to improve your organisation's project delivery capability, then get in touch via our website at www.camfordmc.com or call us on 01-223-902020 or you can email us at hello at camfordmc.com that's C-A-M-F-O-R-D-M-C dot com Thanks for listening and we hope to see you again on our next podcast. Oh, 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 oh,